Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 163 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Ephesians chapter 5 today, and our focus is on must wives submit to husbands? Is that even fair? So every day we read one chapter of the Bible and seek to obey the teachings in it. Five days a week we're in the New Testament, twice a week we're in the Old Testament. And before we get started, allow me to point you to our website, Bible2021.com. You can contact us there, send feedback, questions, etc. We got show notes there as well. And you might want to read the show notes for this article because I guarantee you It's going to be a uh, pretty controversial one, and this one might be one you want to send feedback on as well. So probably the single most controversial topic uh, we have covered ever in the history of this daily podcasting, going back to the Bible reading podcast last year, is submission. The modern world gets aghast at some of the teachings in the Bible, taking maybe only a superficial look at them and being offended. Now, today's passage in Ephesians 5, when properly understood as to exactly what Paul is commanding, is not even remotely sexist, I don't believe, but rather quite beautiful, and models the relationship that Jesus has with his Father. Well, let's look at what is probably the single most controversial verse in the Bible, uh, at least the top three, and and it's I think it's only controversial when you pull it out and just read the single verse, but it's Ephesians 5.22, which says, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. <laughs> Whoa, Paul, that is sexist, surely, right? Why should wives submit to their husbands? Have you met husbands? This is a bad idea. Well, maybe the Greek can help us out, and we'll discover that uh, it's just a bad translation. It doesn't mean what we think it means, except the problem is when we look up this passage in the Greek, it's really clear beyond question that we actually have a good translation here. Well, maybe this verse is just isolated, the only one of its kind. Maybe some sexist husband back in the first or second century somehow snuck it into Paul's letters in the early church, just kind of missed it. Except, uh, no, it's not an isolated verse. For instance, Colossians 3.18 says, Wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. 1 Peter 3.1 says, In the same way, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that even if some disobey the word, they may be won over without a word by the way their wives live. And then 1 Peter 3.5 and 6 says, In the past, the holy women who put their hope in God also adorned themselves in this way, submitting to their own husbands, just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. You have become her children when you do what is good and do not fear any intimidation. (laughs) So I guess that settles it, right? The Bible is sexist, except, no, I actually don't think it is. The fact is, there are many commands in the Bible that are set up in couplets, wives and husbands, children and parents, masters and servants, etc., There's almost always a challenging and difficult command for one side and then the other, and sometimes when we try to paint the Bible as sexist, we miss the challenging things said to husbands in this passage, and I don't know, maybe I'm biased because, you know, I am a husband, it seems like the command to husbands might be more difficult than the one to wives. I'd love to know your opinion on that, because the Bible doesn't say, and it's just a matter of opinion. Well, let's read our passage, Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children and walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. But sexual immorality and any impurity or greed should not even be heard among you as is proper for saints. 
Obscene and foolish talking or crude joking are not suitable, but rather giving thanks. For no one recognize this. Every sexually immoral or impure or greedy person who is an idolater does not have an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty arguments, for God's wrath is coming on the disobedient because of these things. Therefore, do not become their partners, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth, testing what is pleasing to the Lord. Don't participate in the fruitless works of darkness, but instead expose them, for it is shameful even to mention what is done by them in secret." Everything exposed by the light is made visible, for what makes everything visible is light. Therefore it is said, Get up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Pay careful attention, then, as to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is, and don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless living, but be filled by the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making music with your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, because the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives are to submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of water by the word. He did this to present him to the, the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hates his own flesh, but provides and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church, since we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. The mis- this mystery is profound, but I am talking about Christ and the church. To sum up, Each one of you is to love his wife as himself, and the wife is to respect her husband. So yes, the Bible calls wives to submit to husbands as is fitting in the Lord, which does seem to say that there are times when submission is not fitting in the Lord. Perhaps a situation similar to what the apostles encountered in Acts chapter 4, verse 19. Peter and John answered them, Whether it's right in the sight of God for us to listen to you rather than God, you decide, for we are unable to stop speaking about what we've seen and heard. So the Bible tells us to obey the government. Even Peter tells us to obey the government in his epistle. But there were times when the apostles, Peter included, did not obey the government. And those times are when the government commands something that contradicts God's word. Likewise, our Colossians passage seems to indicate that women must not submit to husbands when they ask for something contrary to God's word. Well, what about husbands? We haven't really gotten to them yet, but let's do repeating what we just read in verses 25 to 33. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of the water by the word. He did this to present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own body. bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hates his own flesh, but provides and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church, since we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. 
This mystery is profound, but I am talking about Christ and the church. To sum up, each one of you is to love his wife as himself, and the wife is to respect her husband. So, I see one major command to wives in this passage, submit, and that is hard, and it goes against our flesh, no doubt. None of us particularly like submission, but what about husbands? I see at least two kinds of commands here. Number one, love your wife like Jesus loved the church. Number two, love your wife like you love yourself. So let's deal with the second of those commands first, because it's far easier. A husband must love his wife in the exact way he should should love himself. That means he must take care of her, uh, take care of her needs, show compassion to her, be gentle with her, provide for her, and care for her, exactly like the text says. Now, the first of those commandments is far deeper and more difficult. Not only must the husband love his wife like himself, but he must love her like Jesus loves the church. How did Jesus love the church? Well, as Paul points out in verse 25, Jesus gave himself for the church. In other words, he died for the church. He suffered for the church. He sacrificed everything for the church, and he did it without whining or complaining or manipulating or demanding anything in return. This is the kind of love that husbands are commanded to have for their wives. And I note profoundly that wives are not commanded to have this kind of love for their husbands. Now, I take that to mean that husbands have a peculiar and particular call to sacrifice themselves, their interests, their time, their well-being, their preferences, etc., for the sake of their wives. And wives have a particular and peculiar call to submit to their husbands. Now, you might think it should all be equal. Equal sacrifice, equal submission, equal roles, etc. But that just doesn't appear to be the way that the Word of God calls us to behave. Instead, it appears that husbands, in sacrificing, model a particular facet of the life and ministry and character of Jesus, in that he sacrificed himself for his bride, the church. Wives, likewise, appear to be modeling a particular facet of the life and ministry of Jesus in the same way he submitted to the will of the Father. Think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, praying, not my will, but yours be done. So wives are called to submit to their husbands. So submission and sacrifice, which one is easier? Which one would you choose if given the choice? Which one is better? Honestly, I have no idea. They're both hard. So let me close with this one thought and challenge. So both husbands and wives are called to serve each other. Wives are not called to serve husbands in a particular and peculiar way, nor are husbands called to serve wives in a particular and peculiar way. They're both called to serve each other. Thus a husband who comes home from work, I guess, and grabs the remote, kicks his feet up, and expects his wife to wait on him hand and foot is a disgusting scene. It's not biblical at all. He should serve her. She should serve him. Mutual serving, both serving. The Bible would call any kind of male chauvinism in any of its forms an absolutely selfish and sinful abomination that in no way reflects the life and ministry and character of Christ in the way that the relationship between husbands and wives should. Husband, you're not the boss of your wife. Instead, you lead the way Jesus led and sacrificed for yourself for her. Wife, You're not an underling. You are modeling the nature, nobility, and character of Jesus, the King of Kings, as you submit to what should be a gracious and self-sacrificing, selfless husband. Sacrifice and submission, not easy. Difficult. And they're meant to be, but perhaps it is easier to submit to somebody who models the selflessness, humility, and graciousness of Jesus 
And on the other hand, perhaps it is easier to sacrifice for somebody who models the submission and overall attitude of Jesus. So, thanks to ponder as we read the word. Let's close with our Bible memory verse for the month of June, Daniel 6.23. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to take Daniel out of the den. When Daniel was brought up from the den, he was found to be unharmed, for he trusted in his God. Amen. Well, good day, friends, and Godspeed.